This is the County 10 Kickoff Show, our weekly preview of the upcoming weekend of athletics around Fremont County. From the Porter's 10 Cast Studio, here's Jared Anderson. Uh, hey there, Fremont County sports fans. Welcome to Friday, the first football Friday of 2019. Fall is in the air, at least a hint of it. And this is our seventh show to join the 10Cast Network as we launch the County 10 Kickoff Show. We'll chat everything about Fremont County Athletics once a week on this program. High school level, Central Wyoming College Athletics. And beyond that, I hope we talk to Little Leaguers, Olympians, if there are professional athletes with Fremont County and Wyoming ties, we'll have them on the show. Plus, we'll throw in a little University of Wyoming conversation every once in a while. Uh, This is episode number one, so there's going to be some trial and error, but going forward... This show is going to be released on Thursdays, probably Thursday afternoon to get you ready for the upcoming sports weekend. It will have its own page and platform up on the 10Cast Network. But like I said, this is episode number one. So give us a little bit of slack. And by next week, we'll figure this entire thing out, I promise. A fantastic show planned for you today. Anyhow, we'll chat with both Lander and Riverton head football coaches ahead of their zero-week games on Friday night. LVHS head coach John Scott will join us. RHS head coach Patrick Patterson going to join us as well in moments to talk about how practice has gone, how back to school time is for both of them, and just how busy their schedule is, plus a preview of the upcoming Lander and Riverton football seasons. It is because of the folks like the great team at Gales Carpet One that we're able to bring you sports content here on the 10Cast Network. Gales Carpet One in Riverton is the sponsor of today's show, and uh, I love to work with the team at Gales Carpet One. Every project is really a cool experience. You go in there and you tell them an idea like, I want to modernize my kitchen, which is something my wife and I have recently done. They walk you through everything. They walk you through the tile, the flooring, the cabinets. They've got all of it. They can install it if you want it too, which is great because I'm lazy and I need all the help I can get. They're right there with you through the entire thing. And if you want to do it yourself, they've got a massive stock of DIY stuff too. They'll answer your questions. They'll offer suggestions. And here's the really cool thing. I didn't realize this, but they have a second location over in Lander now. It's called Altitude Interiors. Altitude is a little different because the store feels more like a boutique when you walk in. It's such a cool store though. Altitude can get you all the same great stuff and deals that Gale's Carpet One can get you, but they also carry some different high-end products to help customize things. It's all about relationships, great experiences with these guys. So make sure to check them out. That's Gales Carpet One in Riverton. They're at 220 East Main Street or Altitude Interiors and Lander at 333 Main Street. Lander Valley High School head football coach John Scott joins us in one minute. I used to shoe horses, used to shear sheep. I worked at a feedlot quite a while. I grew up dreaming of buying a ranch and raising cattle and horses in style, but life pulled a fast one. Time took a turn. Fate pulled that wool over my eyes. You see, it takes more than hard work and dreaming to buy a ranch and survive. So then I bought cattle, I traded horses, I sold feed, I worked for the Livestock Gazette, doing whatever it took to stay close to that land that I'd never get. I was in ag broadcasting. In the ranch real estate, my hat, my boots, and my gloves, drawing a check as I went down the road from the people that I wished that I was. Well, I know I've been lucky. They had all these jobs. They let me stay close to the land. I'll never own that ranch in my dreams, but maybe I can lend you a hand. This is Jack Schmidt. I'll soon be starting a new podcast here on County 10. 
a podcast about food, about local food, and specifically about the genesis of the Riverton Local Food Hub. If your response to this is, why, there's, there's plenty of food right here in the local stores, well, we kind of need to talk. We do have a website, theriverdenlocalfoodhub.com, and also a Facebook page. Leave us a message and a comment, and stay tuned, because here we go. Jack Schmidt, County Tip. Good day. on the County 10 kickoff show as we preview the upcoming weekend of high school athletics around Fremont County. Lander Valley High School has a zero-week football contest at Pinedale High School. This game was originally scheduled to be in Lander, but they moved it to Pinedale because some of the facility upgrades wouldn't quite be ready yet. And uh, joining us on the phone in the Porter's 10 studio is Lander football head coach John Scott. John, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. Appreciate that. How are you? I'm doing well, Jared. Thanks for having me on. Uh, just, just hustling along, trying to get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, I imagine right now is a, a busy time for you with not only football practice, but back to school. How's how's everything at, at Lander Valley High School? Yeah, I think it, it, it's going fast already. Uh, geez, we're almost through August. How's that? And, uh, you know, uh, getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of kids situated, not only in their classes, but uh, football-wise and all the stuff that's going on. So everybody's getting acclimated to the new year. Yeah, uh, for folks that don't know you, a couple bullet points on your background, if you don't mind, where you're from and how'd you find your way to Lander? Well, uh, you know, I don't know uh, how long we have. We could run into the <laughs> evening if I kind of covered <laughs> everywhere been in 35 years. But uh, we uh, we ended up in, in Lander, uh, having both my wife and I been from uh, Wyoming Heights. And uh, I'm from Kemmer. She's originally from Orland. And then her mother resettled here. Oh, just about uh, 35 years ago. And uh, so we'd been coming here quite a little bit. And uh, it was just one of those places that uh, we thought if an opportunity ever presented itself uh, and uh, and a lander would be one of the places where uh, we'd want to, you know, kind of settle down. Uh, and here we are. Yeah. Uh, how are some of the early practices going for you? And does it feel like there's some momentum coming from last season going forward? Or is it kind of a rebuilding year? Well, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of transitions over the course of this year. And, and I, you know, a lot of those are expected. Some of them you're just going to work through. Uh, you know, uh, we, we've got a great project going with the uh, with the new stadium and, and all that's going on with it. But it it did provide, you know, some obstacles in uh, while that transition is, is taking place that, you know, we had to work around quite a little bit from the spring through the summer. And, and actually even right now, you know, as we're uh, kind of concluding this project, uh, you know, just kind of relocating practice areas and, and having the ability uh, to not have any lights for a while till we can actually get out on that field. Um, you know, as far as the team goes, you know, I, I think, uh, uh, we were kind of in a situation where we were uh, short coaches and we kind of uh, had to sit down with the four coaches that we have, use our experience. And, and we were kind of in that situation where uh, if we, uh, we all practice together at one time, well, the downside of that is that our younger kids probably wouldn't get the development that they need uh, as, as, as future Tigers, you know, in, in building this, uh, this football program. And uh, so we went to a split practice format where we can we're practicing the older varsity kids uh you know at six in the morning till about 7 40 uh where we can give them all the attention that we need and we don't have a bunch of young kids just standing around and then come back in the afternoon and 
and now give those uh, young kids the attention that they need in 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 developing themselves uh, with technique and skill work and um, and it's uh, it's been just kind of a you know a, a tough haul with that. I, I'm not sure that the varsity is as far along as I would have liked it to have been because uh, it just uh, not having the ability to be, get out in lights. You know, the first 20 minutes we're kind of in the dark and out there because until uh, we can get on the game field and and so I'm glad it's just a week zero and, and not an actual game week yet because we've got another week to you know to kind of shore some things up but um it, it uh, long days and uh and just kind of getting but the kids have been have responded very well to it I think you know that was the other part is that uh, uh they recognize uh what the what the coaching staff is doing in, in making this work um and and uh, so we're getting as much done as we can in the morning. I think once we can get actually out on the on the turf, uh, hopefully sometime next week or the week after, uh, then uh, utilizing the lights and, and getting productive right away at the 6 a.m. mark will, will help our varsity uh, a lot. And then uh, having the energy still at uh, 3.45 in the afternoon to, to work with those young kids. So uh, a lot of transitions going, Jared, you know, that uh, – we're just finding a way, and, and I think that's what we're trying to make the football team kind of understand is that uh, we're not about excuses. We've got to just uh, own it and and make our way. Uh, you know, it's the hand we're dealt, and uh, let's just work, keep working together towards that common goal of having some success. Yeah, it, it seems like it's a totally different circumstance this year, but typically what's your strategy, your mindset going into zero week? Is this more about personnel and figuring out the playbook and things that you like to do as a coach, or uh, is it a competitive situation for you? Well, it, it's got to be somewhat competitive in order to, to get the full, you know, we, we've got, we'll go up to Pinedale uh, and, and understanding that, uh, we're going to, you know, line up against another team instead of lining up against ourselves. But uh, in essence, it's it's really uh, a learning situation where um, some of the things you've been working on, or you uh, you're trying to gain a little experience, or you've got a, uh, you know, we where where's the puzzle best fit for what we think we can do, what we can't do, and what we can improve on, and and we want to to to. Uh, to kind of uh, really see where we are with our base packages, you know, not getting too cute, too fancy, uh, do fewer things, but, but do it well. And, and then just start kind of uh, building from there. Uh, you know, we've tweaked a few things uh, from a year ago to kind of uh, fit the personnel of our, of our team a little bit. Uh, we've got great, uh, you know, I think really solid numbers in our freshman and sophomore classes. Uh, the junior and senior classes are uh, a little bit smaller. So, uh, we're going to have some veteran kids out there, but we're going to put some sophomores out on the field as well. And, and we've got to see, you know, uh, that they can, they can step up, play a varsity level, uh, football and that our varsity kids, those juniors and seniors can kind of take them under their wing and kind of get them through it. And then, you know, Jared, it's, it, for me, it's just week by week getting a little better, a little better, a little better and, and uh, keep striving for that. Yeah, I, I always hate to talk about individual accomplishments in a game like football, but are there any senior leaders or, or have you picked captains or anybody that folks that may not have seen Lander the last couple of years should watch out for? Well, uh, you know, one of the things when in, in coming in a year ago was, uh, you know, that it was going to take a collective team effort. And and, and you're very right. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for long enough now that uh, I, I hate to single out uh, really any individuals because I preach so much of 
team and next guy up uh, for whatever reason and, and, and everybody having a role and, and doing what they need to do. You know, we, um, again, we had a, a senior class this year that, that probably isn't as strong, you know, in numbers. And a few of those kids started a year ago and, and there'll be actually a few kids out there uh, in their senior season, really getting their first dose of three, uh, a varsity football. And, uh, you know, as they continue to, uh, make this senior year the best year that they can. That's the important thing for them. Uh, but, you know, uh, a few kids, uh, we return a few in, in the backfield in Eli Masri and Jack Sweeney, you know, that were those typical sophomores that I talk about that, that uh, got put on the field a year ago. And, and now that they've kind of done their job and they're juniors now, you know, they can uh, work with, you know, help some of those young kids gain the confidence they need uh, up on the offensive line. Uh, two returning kids are Mason Hudson and, and Jaden Bruce. Uh, and uh, and then Ty Massey, you know, split some time at quarterback a year ago. Uh, really had a strong finish to his season in the playoff game up in Jackson. And, uh, you know, those five are the, are the ones that are kind of trying to, uh, you know, that we're, you know, mold everything because the other six, everybody else is, is really kind of brand new to it. And and then really the, the same thing defensively. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to develop some, some depth that's going to come from some of the younger kids. But uh, I think some of these, uh, you know, these 19 juniors and seniors that we have, uh, they're really going to understand the concept of Ironman football. You know, uh, they, uh, they're not going to come off the field much and, uh, and then, you know, just play at a level where we can stay healthy and get the most out of it. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more quick questions for you, coach. I sure. uh, curious your thoughts on three a, and I know it's, it's tough going into the season without, uh, without seeing the other teams yet, but uh, how competitive is your conference going to be this year? Well, you know, you don't even have to see them to, to know that there's just some football tradition, rich communities out there. And, and, you know, basically, you know, my association with Wyoming football goes back all the way my whole life. And, and, uh, you, you know, that we're going to have the, the Star Valley, the Douglas, uh, you know, that, that those two right now uh, can pretty much year in and year out with the kids that get out what they've got done in their program. Uh, you've always got to, you know, those are the teams that you've got to go through. The last few years, Torrington has been very strong. Um, and uh, the, their cycle of kids has been, uh, you know, they've been in the last two state championship games. Uh, Jackson. Uh, you know, had a 2,000 yard back as a junior, and he's he's now back as a senior, because you know, trying to become the first Wyoming kid in the history of Wyoming football to to put together back to back 2,000 yard seasons, and and they're playing with a lot of confidence with with him. Uh, you know, you see Evanston down the road, and you know that uh, when they drop down from 4A, uh, it brings us some confidence uh, for them, and and they've been in the thick of things. So uh, we we've got those those traditionally strong football communities, football teams. And then we've got a, a, you know, a bunch of us who, who are trying to make our mark. Uh, and, and in our case, uh, you know, we, we did get in the playoffs a year ago and I doubt we, you know, really played well uh, to, to make a good showing. And our next challenge is uh, to not make it, you know, like uh, the one hit wonder and, and, uh, and to kind of make that a part of our expectations and goals year and year out that realistically, uh, you know, we can, we can compete to get into that, to the playoffs and, and eventually, you know, work up into a semifinal and, and find yourself in a championship game. And, and that's kind of what we're setting our sights off to on to, is to kind of become one of those programs that uh, year in and year out, you know, uh, we can be competitive. And, 
you know, we'll eventually get there. We've had good numbers in our youth football, uh, you know, something that John Rounds got started a few years back in, in building the program from where it needed to really be built is, is in that youth football league. We've got to get our kids exposed to it. We've got to keep them into the junior high program and, and continue to increase our numbers. And uh, it, it came from, uh, you know, starting with the young ones. And uh, we're trying to, uh, you know, build our program with, with just taking that blueprint and, and doing that. So, uh, you know, I, I, Star Valley's lost, uh, I think uh, I read the other day, uh, you know, five games in the last five years or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And they returned all their All-State kids again and, and, and Douglas. Was, so, you know, it, it's one of those years where, uh, uh, you know, those, those they're the top dogs and one's in our conference and one's in the uh, over in the West. And uh, you got to go through them. Yep. Uh, final question. How can Lander folks get out and support this team? Is there anything you need besides seeing a, a nice showing of support on Friday nights? Anywhere we can follow more and, and get, have people get out there and help the, the team this year? Well, you know, uh, Jared, we've had uh, in, in the year that I've been here now, uh, I mean, I think there's really a, a yearning of, of people uh, wanting to, to get involved in some capacity. I, you know, I, as I said, we, uh, we practice in the morning and, uh, and on Thursday mornings, uh, you know, our parents group has been so awesome uh, in, in providing uh, these kids come in the locker room and, and there's biscuits and gravy and there's bacon and there's, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a feast and we're feeding the team. Uh, the parents have been uh, super good. You know, they, there's so many teams that comprise the team uh, that was a team of parents, uh, the, the community and whatnot. And, and, and uh, I, I'm sure we'll have a good uh, outpouring of support, uh, if nothing more than to come up and see what the new stadium is like and the new seating and the new lights and, and making that atmosphere. Um, we've got some exciting things going with a, you know, a, a new band director that's uh, uh, you know, going to create, a, again, continue on with that atmosphere of just a really, if you don't have a son playing and, and you really just uh, love football and, and like watching it, you know, where, uh, I think, you know, the, those those people that want to come up and, and support these guys because they love football or they've got sons playing, uh, we're trying to put that product out there that they can be proud of these Tigers and, and uh, you know, for what they're doing. And uh, uh, like I said, I've been uh, very impressed uh, with the, the support of the, of the parents and the things that they have, uh, you know, provided for for these kids and helping us kind of create a, a first first class program. And and then uh, the kids have responded well in uh, they know there's some expectations and uh, and you've got to be a, a football player as opposed to somebody who plays football. That's that's the big difference is uh, put some time in. We've had uh, some good things with our, uh, our, our weight program and, uh, and just getting kids to buy in. So uh, hopefully we uh, they're going to I know we're doing some tailgating uh, things that were they've got a chance to come up and interact, socialize. Uh, get a burger, get some uh, food up here that the uh, football booster uh, parents are, are putting together. Uh, we play a, a younger game at, you know, like uh, three o'clock, the varsity or at four o'clock, the varsity game starts at seven. So uh, just a great atmosphere and, and uh, on a Friday night and, uh, you know, be sitting at home, come on up and cheer on the Tigers. Absolutely, Coach. Looking forward to it. Really appreciate you taking some time, and uh, we'll be in touch here at some point soon, but best of luck this season. Absolutely. Call anytime. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. 
Lander Valley High School instructor and head football coach John Scott. Appreciate him joining us. We'll head to the other side of that 3A Fremont County rivalry. Talk some Riverton High School football with Patrick Patterson as they get ready for their zero-week contest against Powell. That's coming up in just a quick moment. Hey, County 10. It's Bethany Baldus, founder of Local Ladies. In 2017, I started the Local Ladies Group and began introducing Fremont County residents to businesses and community ambassadors. The goal was to keep everyone informed as to what was going on in our community, highlighting events and people that make our community great. Now we're turning local ladies into a podcast. We'll dive into conversations with locals about everything affecting your Wyoming lifestyle. Follow 10Cast on Facebook and Twitter and keep watching over the next few days for the first Local Ladies podcast. And don't forget to go like Riverton Local Ladies as well. The Riverton Wolverines take the football field for the first time tonight, at least against a different opponent, against the Powell Panthers. Joining us in the Porter's 10-cast studio via telephone is Wolverine head football coach Patrick Patterson. Mr. Patterson, thanks for taking time out of your day. Appreciate that. Uh, for folks that don't know you, and I know you've been on here for a while, but just a refresher, a couple bullet points on your background. Where are you from originally, and how did you make your way to Riverton? Uh, so I was uh, born and raised in Texas. I uh, grew up in a teaching and coaching family. My dad was the college swim coach at UT, University of Texas, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Rice, bounced around some places, and uh, <clears throat> just grew up in a family of coaches. Uh, he was a swim coach. I grew up in a swimming family, but uh, my brother was an you know, all-state football player and played and swam in college, but my sister was an all-American college swimmer as well. Uh, coached been coaching now for going on uh, this will be my 30th year i guess wow uh, but my seventh year at riverton okay very good i uh, i know this is a dumb question because texas football is at the next level but how does kind of the the texas high school football atmosphere compare to wyoming well you know the kids are the same pretty much everywhere the real difference you know you see uh, a lot of times it's just the sheer numbers. You know, Texas has just so many more players to choose from. You know, there are more students in Houston ISD than there are in the whole, you know, people in Wyoming. You know, so, the, you know, the reason why Texas football and California football, you know, are so different than Wyoming is, is mainly just because of the sheer numbers, you know, the number of kids that you got to choose from. And, and then again, you know, the, the community puts a huge emphasis on it, which can be, you know, a bad thing as well. You know, I, I, you know I've really been pleased with our parents and, uh, you know, the community support in Riverton. You know, I absolutely love it here. Our parents are awesome. Yeah. Uh, back to school time right now for you. How have the first few weeks of the classroom and football practice been? Oh, it's always hectic this time of year, you know, trying to, you know, keep up with uh, your grading and, you know, preparing for class while preparing for practice and games and stuff as well. But, you know, again, after 30 years, you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I read that on the first legal day of practices, you guys had a midnight practice. Was that true? And how did that go? Yeah, that was kind of the kids' idea. You know, they kind of approached me with, you know, the fact that they wanted to get started early. And it, was, it really worked out really good because we had great turnout uh, you know, it was under the light, so it kind of gives you that feel of a Friday night, you know, uh, football game. 
you know, you're out there under the lights on the turf. And, uh, it, it was really cool. And we had a great turnout. They had a great workout. We had some pukers, but, uh, you know, they worked <laughs> hard. Uh, how does game week kind of change things? And is zero week different from regular season week one and how you approach it? Uh, zero week is definitely different because, you know, here we are, this is only our second week of real practice, you know, with the team. You know, we practiced a lot this summer, did a lot of seven-on-seven, a lot of stuff at camp. Uh, But, you know, with our full squad, this is really just the second week. So we're still evaluating personnel. We're still trying to figure out, you know, who's going to be our number ones and who are our number twos and, uh, you know, who's going to be our varsity guys, who are our JV freshman guys. You know, so we're still evaluating a lot of personnel. So even though it's going to be played like a game, you know, we're going to try to play as many kids as we can. And, and we'll be rotating quarterbacks and running through a lot of running backs and linemen will be, you know, alternating through, uh, you know, it, it's still an evaluation period for us. So the, the practice week has really, you know, been more, you know, like a regular practice week more than it would be for like a, a regular game week. Is it good to have these zero-week games, and is that the thing you want to take away the most is is just figuring out personnel and different units? Well, you know, yeah, it is. You know, and I wish, you know, some for some reason that the state would either, you know, say, hey, it's a scrimmage and you're going to play it as such, or, you know, make it like 4A and say it's a game and it counts. You know, because, you know, we just – you know, you bring teams together and you just kind of go against each other, kind of like we do in the summer. Or, you know, you just say, okay, we're going to play it like four a year and get two weeks of practice and then here we go. Yeah. You know, or an extra week of practice and then here we go. You know, so, I, you know, I, I'm, uh, I don't necessarily like it all that much because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of some people, you know, just different people put emphasis on it differently. You know, some schools, will treat it like a game and get all fired up and, you know, play just their starters. And I'm trying to, you know, evaluate personnel. And uh, so, yeah. How's the morale of the team right now? And, and how does it compare to some of the years past at the beginning of the season? You know, I'll say this about our Riverton kids there, you know, even in the season we had last year from day one to day, you know, to, the last day of the season, our morale was great. You know, even even with our record, you know, every the kids showed up to practice. They practiced hard. They did their best. You know, I, I you know, through thick or thin, these kids are battlers, and uh, and and morale's been good this year. You know, in the sense that they put in the time and effort in the off season. You know, we didn't necessarily see that last year, and this year I think we're going to see better results because they put in more work from August, you know, well, from really November, December to now, mm-hmm. you know, that's been the real difference. You know, last year we took 18 kids to camp. Uh, this year we took over 40. Um, you know, last year we would have, you know, 10, 11 kids at our seven on seven. This year we had, you know, 30, 40 kids show up to seven on seven, you know, in the summer. So uh, weight room, you know, summer weights, you know, was, you know, 35, 40 kids every day, you know, so, you know, the, the turnout for the, the stuff that they need to do to do to get better has been better. So we're expecting a lot better results.
Yeah, uh, just a couple more questions for you, Coach. Uh, one of our, I hope this isn't a curveball for you. One of our reporters at County 10, Amanda, was over at a practice recently and told me that you may be losing an assistant coach because he's being deployed in the military. Is that true? Yes, sir. Uh, Troy Anderson is uh, in the Army National Guard, and he is being deployed, I think, officially September 6th, which is next week at the end of next week. And so uh, we've been doing some things for him. And he was the O-line, D-line guy last year. And he's been working all summer with the kids. And, uh, you know, um, you know he's a, he's a real big special part of our team. And the kids absolutely love him. And, uh, and, and we all appreciate his service for us in our country. So, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll echo Echo that for sure. I uh, how competitive is three A going to be this year? And I know it's impossible at the start of the season, but who are some of the teams we should really watch out for for top well, competitors? Well, well, clearly Star Valley. You know, they return. You know, their state defending state champions, and they return. You know, pretty much everybody. You know, they lost a couple of seniors, but you know, the really playmakers and the best players they had last year are all back. You know, their best running back. You know, some of their best linemen, their best D linemen, um, you know, all of their really, for the most part, you know, the majority of their team is back. And then they have a couple of move-ins, I understand. So, uh, you know, it's you know, they're going to be super tough, and we get to see them early. Uh, Cody's going to be tough. They, again, you know, they, they've got a bunch of all-state kids back, and, and McFadden always just kind of reloads over there. And they're and they're good at what they do. So you know we've got two early tests with Cody and, and Star Valley, you know from the West. And then Evanston was a playoff team last year too. So we're gonna we're gonna our first three games are gonna be uh, killer for us. You know, so we've got to try to get through those and get through those healthy, and then work to improve as the season goes on. You know, so you know on the West side, Jackson's running backs back, their quarterbacks back. You know they should be good. The West is really pretty loaded. In the East, for us, you know, uh, Torrington lost a lot of kids. Um, you know, they they may – I don't know how they're going to turn out, you know. Um, I heard they had 29 kids out at practice, you know, 29 kids on the team, and only 22 came to practice the other day. So they canceled their Froshmore game with us already, and that's you know, much later in the season. So I don't really know what to expect from them until I see them. So I'm not going to you – know, predict them to be way high just with those numbers uh, you know Lander's going to be improved because you know coach Scott's going to do a good job over there um, you know Rollins is kind of going back to their spread stuff so I really don't know how they're going to be we saw them at camp and they were you know good um, then we got uh, you know Warland you know they're going to be kind of in their same old you know wing double wing stuff so I you know I think the, the East is going to be competitive, but honestly, uh, in my opinion, it's between us and Douglas. Even after an 0-8 season last year, you know, I, I think it, it'll come down to that last game between us and Douglas. Yeah, very good. Uh, final question, how can the community and surrounding areas of Riverton help this team? Is it getting out and cheering on Fridays? Is there any way people can go above and beyond? What do you guys need? You know, just, just come to the games. You know, support these kids in any way they can. You know, listen to the games on the radio, you know, whatever. they. You know. uh, I do want to have a shout-out. You know, one of the, the kids had a tragedy over in Powell this weekend or this Monday. Their starting quarterback um, on his way to school, uh, 
had an unfortunate accident, rolled his truck and was ejected. And so we're going to be doing a, 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 and he got life flighted to Billings. He's in critical care. They're putting him in a four day, um, uh, induced coma until, you know, to, to treat him. And, uh, we're going to be doing a fundraiser both at the volleyball game and at the, uh, football game on Friday night, tomorrow night to help kind of, you know, offset, you know, some of the bills from traveling from Powell to Billings and back to the family and, and just, you know, just to show support for, for what's going, what they're having to deal with over there, you know, from a family, football family in Riverton. Yeah. Because Coach Pappich was on our staff. The head coach over there, Pappich, was on our staff two years ago. And uh, and all our kids are really familiar with him. And and, uh, and so we want to show our support and just show that what kind of community Riverton has. Yeah, that's wonderful. I encourage everybody to bring an extra couple of bucks and chip in if you can and go support the Wolverines on Friday. Coach, I'll let you get back Amen. to class. I uh, really appreciate you taking some time out Thank of your you. morning, though. Thank you. Thank you. Riverton High School head football coach Patrick Patterson. Thanks to him for joining us. Thanks to John Scott from Lander Football as well. We'll have both of those gentlemen on the show here as their seasons go on. We'll talk to the other Fremont County football coaches. We'll talk other sports as well. We'll talk a lot of volleyball, cross country, girls swimming, golf, and a lot more going on. Uh, a couple of notes, though. want to let you know of a few other athletic things going on across Fremont County before we sign off today. Central Wyoming College Volleyball got underway with their season last weekend. Lady Rustlers went to the Snow College Invitational in Ridgefield, Utah. They went 3-2 and two in their five games there. They beat Western Wyoming College, Otero Junior College, and Colorado Northwestern. They dropped games to Yavapai College out of Arizona and Utah State Eastern. They remain in Utah today. They're participating in the Salt Lake City Community College Crystal Invitational today and tomorrow. Lady Rustlers won't play at home until September 20th at the Bailey Tire and Oil Classic. High School Golf is competing at four major tournaments across the state this weekend. One of those big tournaments is the Terry Berg Invite in Lander. High school volleyball gets going into full swing this weekend. There is a tournament here in Riverton. There is a tournament in Cheyenne, Douglas, Newcastle, Gillette Star Valley, and the Bighorn Tournament up there hosted by Lovell and Rocky Mountain High Schools. Cross-country races in Buffalo, Green River, Casper, Kelly, Walsh, and Newcastle this weekend. And girls swimming gets going this weekend. Biggest event is is in Laramie. And finally, one statewide note, you probably are well aware of this, but Wyoming football gets going Saturday against Missouri. UW expecting a big crowd in Laramie Saturday. 5.30 is the kickoff time. And if you can't make it down to War Memorial Stadium, that game going to be broadcast nationally on the CBS Sports Network. Cowboys are 18-point underdogs at most places in Vegas right now against Missouri. Uh, Pokes will be back at it next week against Texas State on the road in San Marcos, Texas. Again, thanks to John Scott and Patrick Patterson for joining us. want to thank our good friends again at Gales Carpet One for making the County 10 kickoff possible. Appreciate Gales Carpet One in Riverton and Altitude Interiors in Lander for allowing us to do this show. We'll chat at you again next Thursday for more County 10 kickoff. Have a great weekend.